Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. My name is Shawanda Williams. I am so excited to have you here again with me for another episode. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, I hope you like and subscribe while you're here. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, thank you for listening. I just want you to know I'm also on YouTube. You can watch me. So head over to YouTube. Refreshing the Soul channel, and you can put a face to the name. Again, if you're new, this Refreshing the Soul is a podcast that is founded off of Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and it talks about Jesus' rest. He's telling the people, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest for your soul. If you're heavy, if you're laden, you know, you can come to me and I will give you rest for your soul. And that rest also means refreshing. I wrote a devotional, a third day devotional on rest for the soul about two years ago. And God told me, you know, hey, it's also a podcast, Refreshing the Soul. So the podcast is kind of a spinoff of the devotional. But the reason why I'm mentioning that particularly today is because rest for the soul devotional it is on you version if you want to check it out a five day short clip of the pretty much the first five days of the 30-day devotional one of the days that rest that word rest psalms 37 and 7 we're talking about that today how to be still just being still and so resting means to be still it has lots of many facets of rest throughout the bible but Particularly today, I want to talk about the rest that means to be still. And this is where God kind of first highlighted what that meant in my life. I remember I was rushing one morning to get my kids out of the house, get them in time for school. And I remember looking at the clock on the stove and I had like maybe a couple of minutes to get out the house to beat the car line and when i saw the time and i saw how much time i had i panicked you guys i panicked because i knew if i got stuck in the car line which took forever i would be late to work and i think i may have already been late to work already i don't know what's going on but i was rushing and immediately the anxiety rose up in me and i heard the holy spirit say rest Okay, I had no clue what Holy Spirit was talking about. And for a minute, I'm like, maybe I didn't hear him right. But it was very loud and clear. Honestly, it was just rest. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I heard that right. Like, you know, right now is a busy time. Maybe I'm just hearing myself, you know. And so I yell out to the kids, you know, hey, did you brush your teeth? Did you pack your backpack? Do you have your stuff ready? You know, I'm yelling to them. I'm fixing their lunches. And the kids are like, yeah, yeah, we got it, you know? And then so I go to throw the peanut butter and jelly knife into the dishwasher. And then Holy Spirit again says, rest. So I'm like, okay, I heard Holy Spirit correctly. What's going on? I got a little frustrated. I'm not going to lie and be honest. I got a little frustrated because I'm like, why are you telling me this right now in the middle of me trying to get 
my kids to school. Like this is like the busiest time of my day, the morning. And so I say that I'm like, how can I rest God? I'm trying to get the kids to school and didn't hear anything. Got the kids to school, got to work. But the entire time my drive to work at work on the way back, I'm thinking about this word rest because I heard him say it twice. So I was positive. That's what he said. But I'm like, okay, God, what does this mean? Why were you telling me this? And he brought back to my remembrance a message, a series that my pastor did on rest. And I don't know if you're like me, but I take notes every time my pastor preaches a message. I always find that when I write down my notes, it sticks with me a lot more. But that's just me. So I remember this series. So I go back, check my journal, find the series on rest and my notes. And I start looking at all the scriptures that my pastor spoke about. And so I started to read this one scripture and I'm going to read it for you. It's Psalms 37 and 7. Oh, you know what? My phone just died, but that's okay. The scripture says, and if I'm not verbatim, forgive me, but it says to rest in the Lord and to wait patiently on him. It says, don't worry about people who are doing evil things, you know, because and do not fret. Do not worry. Do not fret. You know, really, we have to learn that when we are resting and waiting patient on the Lord, we shouldn't look from side to side, left to right on what other people are doing. It says, don't fret, wait on God and, you know, he'll come through for you. And so that word rest, I was like, okay, what does this word rest mean? I look deeper into the Greek definition and the word rest means to be still, to be still. And so right then and there, I heard the Holy Spirit saying, I was not telling you to lay down and go to sleep <laughs> when I was telling you to rest. I was telling the loud anxiety in your soul to be still, to shh, quiet, right? To just be still because the anxiety, I was panicking and it was loud and it was active and he was telling it, be still. And so I want to talk about being still today kind of in that context, but also in the context of us really being still. We are so busy. We're going from our jobs to picking up the kids, to dropping them off, to doing meetings and doing ministry and all the different things that you may be doing. Maybe you're in school and you're just one thing after another, one thing after another. And probably at the end of the night, you're probably tired and you're trying to find that time to spend time with God. And I just really want to speak to that woman who's in that place. And maybe you're finding it hard to be still. And you're always finding there's something for me to do. I got to clean these dishes. I got to make sure the kids are taken care of. I got to make sure I go to a grocery store and do this. And yes, while those things are important, our quality time that we spend with God is more important. You know, in this season right now, I have been doing these YouTube videos and it does take up more time than it does for me to pick up a mic and you not see me and record. You know, there's more that goes into prepping and doing all this. So I'm having to like carve out more time to set this up. And so it kind of shifts things around and I'm learning how to adjust with this. My life is transitioning as well with other things. And honestly, I had found myself feeling more disconnected, just feeling disconnected with God. Like, man, I'm not really hearing or absorbing him or feeling him as much. And it made me want to press in even more with God. 
I don't know if you're in a transition or if you're adjusting to something new, but even in your busyness, even in us, when we have a lot of things to do and there's nothing that you can, you know, change, you know, that these are the things that you're supposed to do. Take care of your kids, be the wife, be the entrepreneur, the worker that maybe you're taking care of your parents, whatever it is, you know, you're in a season where it's just a lot on my plate right now. I want to encourage you to press in more and be still more, you know, even if we have to take out that time early in the morning, maybe we need to get up a little extra early and maybe we need to go to bed a little extra late or really guard a specific time of the day where we're saying, no, this is for God or a specific time in the week. Really press into that because it's so important for us to be still. You know, I was thinking about what are the benefits of being still? What is it that it does for us? I'm going to tell you when you practice being still, it helps you to hear from God. It helps you hear clearly over your emotions. When we're going from one thing to the next thing, busyness can almost drown out the voice of God because you're so you're focused on, I have to do this and I have to do that. And God could be whispering to a need in your soul. He could be whispering to you to say, tell this woman that you're walking by in the store, tell her that she's beautiful. There's so many things where our mind is racing on the next thing that God wants us to be present in everything that we're doing so that we can hear from him. So being still, when we practice it, we can hear from him more clearly. Also, I put that, you know, practicing being still, and I love the word practice because I get that sometimes we have developed this habit of busy. We have developed a habit of busy where when you come into a place of where you're living by faith, you're developing this relationship with God and you're spending time with him and maybe seasons are changing and your times are changing. You don't, you can't spend time with him in the morning like you used to or whatnot. I get that sometimes we have to learn how to shift, how to be still. We have to learn how to be still again or be still in a different place where we're not used to. It can be an adjustment. So we have to practice it. We practice it. It's not about, oh, dog, I didn't spend time with God today. No, it's okay. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to dedicate this time just being still and sitting and listening to worship music, listening to just quietness, listening to God's word, meditate in my spirit over and over again. Sometimes you have to make that intentional time and it's practice, it's practice, right? When we practice being still, it helps us also to hear what's going on in our soul. It helps us to hear what's going on in our soul. And so, you know, sometimes we can be in a place of fear. There are things that we are fearing or that we haven't acknowledged that, you know, that look made me feel a certain way. But because, you know what, I got to finish working. I, then I got to go pick up my kids. Then I got to go home and make dinner for my kids. Then I got to make sure the babies are washed and their clothes are up and stuff is clean. And then now, you know what, I'm tired. I got to go to bed and I got to get up and do it over again. And then you never checked that fear, that thing that pricked your soul during the day because of busyness. And so when we practice being still, when we practice, and when I say practice being still, I'm really saying practicing being still in the presence of God, sitting somewhere in solitude and quiet and just being still and sitting with God on what's going on in my soul, God, 
where am I at? Where am I at with you? And to hear those things. So when we practice being still, those things will come up like, you know what? I felt this way today. When you practice being still, practice asking yourself, does something happen in my day? Does something happen in this week that caused me to feel a certain way? Practice even asking God, show me what's going on in my soul. Bring back to my remembrance something that maybe my business caused me to overlook. When we do that, when we practice being still, we can hear what's going on in our soul. Also, practicing being still, practicing resting in God, it helps develop patience and it helps develop us to respond versus reacting. When we're busy on a go, 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 and let's say an issue or what or something comes up where you need to make a decision. If you're so used to responding in a way of you're reacting off of an emotion or a feeling, then that's how you're going to respond. You're going to react off of how you feel or what you think. When you're practicing being still in God's presence, you're acknowledging him in his presence. You're acknowledging who you are and where you sit. And in that, you're waiting to hear from God. And so when we practice doing that on a daily basis, sitting and being still with God, when things start to come up in our life, we can, in moments, learn how to practice hearing from God, even in a moment where now I've trained my soul to be still and to hear from God in my quiet. So now my soul is learning to be trained to hear from God in moments when things that may come up. Because now I'm acknowledging who he is. I'm not leaning now to my own understanding. I'm not leaning to how I used to do things. I'm not leaning to my feelings, but I'm leaning to how I'm learning to train my soul to hear from God. I'm leaning to God. I'm acknowledging him because I want to know what God is saying. I want to know how he wants me to respond in this moment. Practicing being still teaches us patience with God. It causes us to reverence God even more. And I also put that builds our trust in God. How can we build our trust in God if we're never taking the time to sit with him, hear what he is saying, ask some questions and learn how to live our life based off of that? If we're not being still, if we're not taking the time to have quality time with him, to pause and to reflect and to meditate, then we will be constantly going off of what we think. We won't have a word to bring back to our remembrance that we studied in our quiet time when we were still, but we'll just have that same old feeling, the same old way we respond. And so it's so important to be still because it's a part of our transformation. It's a part of our development. It's a part of our intimacy with God. Being still. And you have a choice whether you want to continue to operate in busyness or if you want to be still. I had to tell myself a couple of times, no, that can wait. I can get to ironing my son's clothes after I make my tea and I sit down and I sit with God. Yes, some things will try to pull us in a direction of you got to get this done and then you can do this. It's like, no. I want my life to revolve around God, not the opposite way. I want my life, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. 
I want God to be leading in my life. I want to flow with where he's flowing. I don't want my life to flow. And it's like, okay, come on, God, let's flow with this. No, God is the head. God is first. God is priority. Being still in the presence of God, taking the time to be still, builds your trust in God because it shows that you trust his timing. You trust him because he is first. You're acknowledging him as first. You're acknowledging him as the source of your time. When we're busy and we're doing things, we're saying this has to be done. If not, then this. God is the source of everything. And I'm not saying we don't have deadlines. I'm not saying there isn't a time where, hey, we got to, you know, get the kids to school in time. But I'm just saying when we make God a priority, we start to learn to carve out time to get up even earlier. Or we say, hey, this has to shut down until I spend some time with God. Being still has to become a necessity, not an inconvenience, not something recreational but a necessity. I heard a guy say, I wish I could remember, it was from a song. He was just speaking and encouraging people. And he's saying, you know, God is supposed to dwell in us. He's not there to visit. He's not there as a guest. He doesn't want to be a guest. Come sometime when you feel like it. God wants to dwell. He wants to live with us. He wants to know that our soul is a place where he can come, kick his feet up, and he can dwell. He can live there. He is always there. And I want God to know that God wants to know that he can dwell in you and that he just can't come in when it's convenient, when you have enough time for him. It's like, no, everything else, God, I'm going to make time for you. I'm going to make room for you. Amen. Amen. I just hear that for someone. Make room for God. I wanted to speak on Elijah's story, but I'm not able to read it right now because my phone died. <laughs> but Elijah, you know, in 1 Kings, you can read it in chapter 19 specifically, you know, he was killing different prophets. And I guess, you know, a king and a queen, she found out, and I apologize, I'm drawing a blank with the name, but she found out and threatened him for killing the prophets and that she was going to come after him and kill him. He got scared. He feared and he ran. So he stopped, you know, killing these false prophets, excuse me, false prophets. And he ran and God met him in a place where he went to hide. Right. And in that place where he went and hid, it says how there was this fire, you know, and there was this wind, but God, he heard God's voice in a very still, small voice. Sometimes we want God to shout over all these things that's going on in our life, to shout over even the loud fear that could be in our soul that's causing us to run, that's even causing us not to sit down and talk to God. But God is in a still, small voice. God is still. You know, if you're not hearing God clearly right now, again, maybe you need to be still so you can get in the same wavelength of God. God is not busy and all over the place and trying to rush. And God is still. He's constant. He's consistent. He's patient. He's waiting for you to come and get on his wavelength, to get still with him. Elijah, in that still small voice, he heard God. He didn't hear him in the fear. He didn't hear him while he was running. He didn't hear him when the fire came. Like he didn't hear him in the big noise, but he heard God in a still, small voice. 
If there are answers you're looking for, be still with God. If you want to get closer to God, to hear him even more, be still with God. You know, and even when God responded to Elijah, he was like, what are you doing in this place? What are you doing here? And God wasn't asking that for Elijah to say, well, I'm here because da 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 da. And God would be like, oh, that's why. No, God knew why he was there. But he needed Elijah to wake up and see what was going on in his soul. And so when we're still with God and when we can hear God and commune with him, that's how we can find out what's going on in our soul. We can hear God. God will speak to the place. He will show us the place in us where there's fear right there. Mm, there's you running again. Oh, there's that fear of punishment. There's that insecurity. There's that jealousy. God will point it out to you. He will show you in his word. He will speak a word to you. He will drop something in your spirit. And sometimes just, you know, I just hear this right now, even being still with God, it makes us sensitive to God's voice to where once you begin to learn his voice as you are in your quiet place, you'll be able to hear him even when you're around people. You'll be able to hear his voice even when you're around people because now you're becoming sensitive to him. You're becoming more aware of his voice because of the intimacy, because you're drawing closer to him. Because now, because I'm practicing, again, practicing being still, I'm practicing hearing God's voice as well. And God wants you to be able to hear him whenever, you know, in whatever. And that stillness place, it builds something in you. It builds a trust but it also builds an awareness and a sensitivity to God's voice. Amen. So I hope that you got something out of this message just about just being still. I don't know if this is going to be a series or how much is going to you know, go on, but I really wanted to just talk about being still because one, what got me was my son. He actually came up to me and said, mom, I'm bored. And I've talked to him about saying this word bored. I said, listen, you don't have to be entertained. You don't have to be doing something every second, every minute of the day. It's okay to rest. It's okay to not have something to do. It's okay to sit down and just think and reflect on your day and thank God how good your day is. I want them to understand at a young age, because some of us, we've been conditioned as children to always be on the go, to always be doing something. But God wants to teach us as children, children of God, that you don't have to be busy, son. You don't always have to be doing something. Sit down, be still with me, reflect on me, talk with me, commune with me. It's okay. It's not boring. I'm entertaining. I will please your soul. I have so much to tell you. I feel that's what God is saying to his daughters and his sons right now. Like, you don't have to be busy. You don't always have to find something to do. You sitting here with me is probably one of the most productive things you can do throughout your day. <laughs> amen. Amen. Let's take this moment. Let's take this time to speak these confessions over our soul as far as being still. I believe some of you are going to start to align with, you know what? I want to be still so I can hear from God. And so I say, just take this moment, believe with your heart and confess this with your mouth. Repeat after me. I will rest in the Lord. I will wait patiently for him. I will practice being still 
so that I may hear what's loud in my soul. I will hear and learn to trust God's voice clearly and quiet my emotions because in his presence, I will find peace. I will find rest. I will find freedom and I will find calmness for my soul. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.